you have returned. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is a continuation from the last episode, where we start by talking about mobility aids. I've mentioned that we use wheelchairs. Yeah. Uh, they there are a few other aids that we both use. I presume you do. Go on. <laughs> I presume that you use. Um. Uh, I will well. I'm in the process of, but I will use a hoist, which is a def- which is like a kind of like a crane. People would <laughs> call it. You could call it that, <laughs> which helps with transferring from uh, my chair to my bed and from my bed to my chair. Yeah. This is also helpful for carers or for someone who's taking or who's helping me. Yeah with my transferring so it's much better for the back i can tell you that and also a lift because i can't use the stairs for obvious reasons and um i mean there are other alternatives than a regular lift that you see practically anywhere you go there are also stair lifts but that doesn't work for me because i don't have um the how do you call it, like this upper body strength? Yeah. To be able to transfer myself from yeah. my chair to that stair lift, if I would ever have one, but I, I can't, so yeah. it's a regular lift. <clears throat> cool. Uh, so I use, I have two wheelchairs. We both have two wheelchairs. Manual electric. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a manual wheelchair and a power chair. Uh, it's a common misconception, it's a power chair, not an electric mm-hmm. chair, because it's not a form of execution. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> exactly. It's a power chair. Um, yeah, so some people ask me why I have a power chair. My mum wants me to have a manual chair, which I understand. Keeps me fit. Otherwise, my muscles would just, would just waste away. But a power chair really gives me independence. It, Hmm? It gives me confidence as well, actually. Because you're in a it's bigger chair, easy. you're still, yeah, there's that. But I guess because you're uh, higher up, like, as a wheelchair user, you're, you're always looking at people's belly buttons and, like, other... Or crotch. Yeah, or crotch. that one. <laughs> I've seen a lot of backsides. Not voluntarily. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, um, basically. <laughs> so being a bit higher <clears throat> up, I get to see people's backs, which is nicer. Um, but yeah, it also gives me confidence. It makes me more seen, and I'm less tired. Like I hate to mm-hmm. admit it, I'm really a bit. Uh, I struggle to get to the end of my road. Uh, that's how one bit I am. Um, well, you can't just, I just your road. I can only get out of my front door with my, with my manual wheelchair. <laughs> well, yeah, the power chair just gives me mobility. When someone, especially a disabled person, if they are so used to a, a, a piece of equipment, we can't figure out a way around it without it. Because if someone took away my manual, my electric chair, 
I don't know how that would function a human being. Power chair. Excuse me. A power chair. Like, I don't know how I would function without my power chair. There's just no way anymore. Like, I've gotten so used to it. And I remember I was like, I don't want a power chair. Once I got it, whole new world. <laughs> Literally, a whole new world. And I had to also kind of reprogram my brain in how much power do I need to use? As in, like, you know, the speed. How do I open doors without crashing into them? At full Have you heard speed? of Wiz Kids? Yes, yes. I did Wiz Kids for years. Wiz Kids, are, <laughs> Wiz Kids is a charity for disabled young people. I think, ooh, it's even under the age of 21 or 25. And just teaches people how to use their wheelchairs. I believe um, 25. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds about right. 25. Yeah. I did it for years. I made some friends there when I was, uh, I want to say, I want to say 10. Well, from the ages of 6 to 10, because I did it for multiple years. Wait, so was it something that you went to to yeah. kind of understand how to use your chair? Yeah, so uh, oh, okay. things, how to do wheelies and opening doors and doing drop curbs and uh, going down curbs and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, I've heard of them. I personally, I think I used them when I was like four, five. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just like the basics of a manual chair. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, um, obviously, uh, my mum, who, let's be honest, mums are very protective of their kids. Yeah. So my mum would not let me do like wheelies. She would not let me like drop down from the curve because curb because she would get a heart attack every time I did it. So oh, she was like, don't do that anymore. So, and you know, I didn't want to scare her. So I was like, you know what, let's not do that. And also saying that I've had a couple of incidents where I did fall out my chair in front of her. So you can tell how that solidified her fear. Yeah. Just that little bit more. And the thing is, that was me when I was a bit older. I think the first time I fell out my chair, I was like eight, I would say. That's the first time you fell out of your chair. Yeah, that's the first time. Yeah, that's the first time was eight. I remember that. How is that the first? (laughs) I'm sorry. The first time I fell out my chair when I was about five. And actually, I didn't fall out my chair as much as someone picked up my manual chair by the wheels. Don't do that. Don't do that. That never goes well. Do not do that. Don't do that. My cousin picked me up. I don't remember it, but my cousin picked me up by the wheels. She was more surprised because I had about to the brick step or something. Like <laughs> I just say, why is it always us, disabled people, and brick walls? What is that about? No, I'm not it's done brick, brick walls. walls, benches, or poles. It's those no, I'm, three. I've not done, and I've only done brick wall once. But what I did, I was going down a bridge. There's a pedestrian bridge because they were replacing the I think you there. told me about this. Yeah. I was going down the bridge and it's quite mm. steep and so I'm going down and my dad's behind <laughs> me but because down here I'm getting faster I'm in control my dad joking says don't crash at the end 
and say, me being silly, was that, oh, I'm going crash back to pretend. Oh, I'm going crash. And you did. And I, I was messing about, and I didn't give myself enough time to actually slow down. And so I headbutted a metal box at the end of a bridge, just straight up, bang, on my fingers. I must be doing like 10, 15 miles an hour. Oh, <laughs> traumatizing! I tell you, traumatizing. No, um, I think oh, the second the time. Added, hang on, sorry. The other one yeah. I did, which is really brilliant. <clears throat> I am so proud of myself for this fall. Okay, <laughs> so you know, at a beach, there's like not promenades, but there's a slope where. I know down. where this is going. I know where this is. This going. one was badly maintained. Okay, so it's steep and it's fun. Yeah. Yep. But there's two massive cracks. Now, I'm not paying attention because my parents are, like, down on the beach. I'm watching them to see where they are and to go <coughs> to them. And I look down, and there's this massive crack. I'm going quite fast. I'm like, OK, I can jump over that. But I see the second crack. And there's no way I can avoid both. So yeah. I have to, in, like, half a split second, I have to go, right, do I want to fall and tip in the <laughs> first crack or fall and tip in the second crack? I'm like, well, you know what, I'm going to fall anyway. I'll just fall. And so I just put my hands out and caught myself as I face plant to the ground. And there's two elderly women behind me who are having flipping heart attacks. Meanwhile, I'm fine because in my head, I've done all these calculations. I've gone, right, if I jump in for the first one, I can't do the second one. So but basically, like, basically, we're Inspector Gadgets, just thinking of all that. the possible scenarios. Have you seen it? Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. We just think of this like entire I mean, scenario. Like we think of like fifty different scenarios. You have in, to, yeah. In a split but, of two seconds, if you want to live. Oh yeah, particularly if you live in London, you have to work out where oh, every yeah. single person is going. Exactly. Because if you miscalculate, exactly. they are going. You're going driving to this, them, and it's your fault because they. Yes. Think yes. This is why it astonishes me how you drive around with headphones in your ears. Like, yeah, my mum always no, told me, never wear headphones everything. when you're in a busy place because you can't hear, or, like, once you can't hear someone, there's no way you can see them. Oh, I, so my eyes if, are everywhere. I'm watching well, I, No, the thing is, after a while of me knowing you, I know you know what's going on around yeah. you, but, like, the first few times I was like, this boy's going to get himself killed. One way or another, yeah. it's going to happen, especially when you cross the road. I'm like, Jesus, help me. Yeah, I'm very help aware me. of my surroundings. I always have You are, you are, and I appreciate that. Because, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, you have to be as a wheelchair user, because it's your fault if you, if someone stops directly in front of you, giving you no time to stop. It's your fault. Can I also say something about, can I say something about someone saying it's your fault? When you got your chair, regardless, manual or electric, were you ever told, Drive into people and they'll move. Oh, I was told that for both of my chairs, for both times, like, oh, people, if you people are on your way, just drive into them. I'm like, I don't think you know how real life works, oh. sir. Because, excuse me, alarm. Sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember saying it either. Anyway, um, I always was told, oh, just drive into people. And I'm like, I don't think you realize how real life works because if you God forbid, if you like scrape someone's ankle, it's mm -hmm. like war. 
Like, I remember, I, God I remember. bless my friend in primary school. Her name was, wait, let me not say her name. I want to say her letter, Jay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she would all, because we had to line up in, in, um, in alphabetical order of our register, right? Mm-hmm. She was in front of me. God bless her, right? Always in front of me. And whenever I was to move forward, I would accidentally, I always did this. I don't know why. I'd accidentally tip my chair back. Yeah. slightly so my front was off the ground right yeah. and my foot plates would always rub against the ankle. ankles yeah so oh, every time up, every I've, time I've she walked every time we were to move from our line to go inside yeah. my teacher was like oh do you want me to push you i'm like no no i'm fine i'm fine tip my chair back yeah. and scream my ankle it got to the point where yeah. it was a routine to the point where she didn't even feel it anymore. She was just like, you oh, know okay. what? It's just a part of everyday life. <laughs> and here's the thing. When it came oh, towards man. the end of our time in primary school, so year six, my I remember, I think it was like maybe the last term. I don't remember at what point. But we were going back inside and someone was, we came to the classroom back inside. We were in the classroom. And someone was like, Jay, your ankle's bleeding. She looked behind her. She's like, Oh, I didn't notice that. I'm like, I I, I did that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know, it got to the point where she didn't feel it anymore. So when someone said, Oh, oh your ankle's bleeding, she did not even bite an eyelash anymore. I was like, God <laughs> bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it got that bad. Thank God we were that like that, like that kind of friends where she didn't even yell at me, she didn't yeah. even scream anymore. I think when we first became friends, like we were friends throughout the entire primary school. So the first two years, she'd always scream at me for that. And then just further on, she just stopped caring. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't care at this point anymore. Do whatever you want. But no, she's, she, she's a good friend. If, if no, I don't keep up contact with her anymore. But, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> also, we were meant to touch upon the whole friendship thing where you said that you felt emotional with our current friend group thinking that it's awful show now i don't know if this is a case in your school in my uh, school so in my secondary school i i mean back then i didn't realize this until after once the pandemic started actually where people were just with me for the show Oh, I've got a disabled friend kind of show. <clears throat> and I kind of feel like that is like trauma that I've just gotten so used to, if that mm. makes So for any reason, if now <laughs> we finish college and someone's like, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Trust me, I would not cry about it. Yeah. Because I've gotten so used to it. So the fact that our current group of friends that we're still talking with from college is still sticking around. Yeah. I'm just like, in what kind of alternate universe am I in? <laughs> yeah. But to me, that's what it feels like. I'm the alternate, alternate, ultimate. Ultimate. Is that what? Yeah. Is that alternate? Yeah. Alternate. Yeah. Alternate universe am I in that they're still sticking around? Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. And to be honest, I love our current friend group. Mm. I mean, like, I also feel like 
that also the types of friends that constantly ask us, do we need help of some sort? Not in a way of, oh, I have to help not you. being patronising. Exactly. Yeah. But also not feeling they have to. They just ask yeah. once they in a while. They ask because they're kind. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And it's not because they're in public they have to ask. Because, you know, they were the same person, that makes sense. <clears throat> like, it's not full show, again, like mm. I say. Full show. And the whole full show thing, I think it's just embedded into us mm. so much that I didn't know if the people I met in college were being... Like, like genuine, yeah. like wanting to be my friend. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't really make a lot of friends in my first half of my first year. Because I kept myself to myself. Yeah. Hey, guys, <clears throat> stick around for this series. Not sure where it's going to go. Uh, MP, I haven't listened to any of my radio shows. I should probably let you know I'm a very disorganised sort of person. I don't know what's going to happen until it's already happened. Uh, and sometimes it's already happened and I still don't know what's happened. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the organiser. I'm also the organisation person. Apart from the fact you didn't do anything to organise this. In the nicest possible way. <laughs> True. But like, you know, now that I know how this is all going in terms of episodes and everything, like how yeah. we're doing things. We've got a Google gonna... Docs file that we can just Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. We'll just go from that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there'll be episode three, I think. We'll talk about transport issues, actual projects. Yes. I'm not going to get into say which episode's which because it will probably change. No, no, no. we're going to go talk... not in order. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what will happen. Yes, um, yes, yes. I think one episode will talk <clears throat> about transport issues because there's a lot of transport issues. Mm-hmm. Um, another episode we will talk about, I don't know. We did some YouTube uh, videos. Something else I want to cover yeah. is maybe a representation of disabled people in the media. Yes, yes. I yes, know yes. it's something that you love. Yeah, and I, and I love also, so I'm gonna research some people. Oh, one more thing we want to cover yeah. disability pride. Yes, okay, how did we forget? Okay, so uh, <laughs> if you are listening to this when this comes out, it is, of it course, was? the month of July. Uh, we've just had June, obviously, which is Pride Month for LGBT. Uh, in the nicest possible way, I'm done with LGBT, you can move aside. June is your month, right? Disability is July, okay? July is disability. It's all about, that's why we're doing this podcast basically now. Uh, we were going to do it in December for International Disability Day. Yeah, we were a bit. It didn't work time. out. Yeah. It didn't work out. Um, but yeah, July is uh, uh, disability, disability pride. Month. My, pride brain, month. my brain went control or delete. The two, the two new roles are not connecting. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm a 404. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Disability Pride Month is July. Yes. Do the words in the right order, it will make sense. Um, <laughs> carry on. This is what happens when I get to it. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why we're doing this podcast. Um, now, we, are both, we both have physical, visible disabilities. So we are going to be very biased, unfortunately. We're going to try not to be, but 
it's gonna happen, unfortunately. Um, we really want to hear from you because, as much as we're disabled, we're not the representation of every disability in the world, even if we have lots of disabilities. <laughs> I also kind of feel like if we have able bodied people on the show as well, oh, maybe yeah. if you're like the partner <clears throat> of a disabled person, for example, but then you can come on. We're not going to say how many episodes we're going to do. I don't promise to do a, a scheduled thing because the way my life is right now, yeah, I'm being too unreliable right now. So, um, we look forward to seeing you for the next one. Thank yeah. you very much. Join us next Thank time you. on Ramped Up. I'm Joel Strauss. I'm Julia Schenker. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.